0: Hello, welcome to a veteran drink of vodka production of Article 15. Here at Article 15, we are attempting to bring both awareness and an end to the 22 veterans committing suicide every day. We speak to everyday veterans with everyday issues for vets acclimating back to civilian life. Today, we got Sergeant Mac, who served in the United States Army. Uh, Mac deployed from uh, 2008 to 2010, and he is, what he has told me, the only MOS 11 Bravo. Man, he's one of those. So, hello, Mac. Welcome to Article 15, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course. Proud to have you here, man. So we let
1: me caveat what I said because there's also <laughs> another part that I said that you left out is Ooh. that the tip of the spear doesn't work without the rest of the spear.
0: He did, he did, but in his eleven bravo way. <laughs> we met as all grown men do uh, nowadays on TikTok. It seems like there's a pretty pretty large military presence on TikTok. We, uh, we got to chat and, you know, man, I saw some of your content, you know, military stuff. And you talked briefly on one of your videos that you wanted to get your content out there. And I thought this would probably be one of the best ways to do it because TikTok is those quick, short videos and you'd probably be in part 13 by now doing your video. So you said that you, sir, or you, uh, you wound up deploying from 08 to 2010, man, if you want to brief over on that. Yeah. So
1: we left... Fuck. It was around August of 2008. I deployed with Charlie Troop 3 4 Cav, part of their sniper and reconnaissance section, which is, in my opinion, really hilarious because cavalry is supposed to be recon. And then I'm an infantry guy in a recon section for a cavalry unit. So I'll let you figure that one out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was an interesting deployment, had a lot of good times, with a lot of good people really learned that through my leadership that, yes, while I was infantry, while I was recon, while I was a sniper, there's only so much I can do without without the support of the rest of the whole unit. And, you know, because bullets don't fly without supply. I know that's like the most cliche thing ever. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know how to talk to mortars as fast as a fister does. We had competitions like, hey, we're gonna shoot loom rounds for practice and you try and out out talk one of our fisters. That ain't gonna happen. That just is not they're good. <laughs> that's that's all there is to it.
0: Seeing it in action, man. Uh so where were you at?
1: So right off of MSR Tampa is a little cop called Orion,
0: mm-hmm. which
1: is about two and a half, three clicks from what is now Abaker Airfield at the time was joint base Balad.
0: That's where I was at. So uh, you were there 08 to 2010. So we were out there same exact time, man. I was uh I was chilling on the Air Force side though. I wasn't over by that Camp Anaconda garbage place.
1: Oh dude, Camp Anaconda was amazing compared to Copo Orion.
0: I would Anaconda, imagine so
1: Anaconda had a swimming pool, bro.
0: Well that that was the Balad side. So they had yeah, the, yeah. the the they had the uh Camp Anaconda side, which was you guys with the I think you guys were the, you had a Popeye's over there. I think that was the only reason we ever went over there. Yes. And did. then there, there was a uh, pizza hut. Well, we had a pizza hut on ours or a pizza King. I don't know. One or the other. We had the, the in-ground swimming pool. That's right, man. That that was, yeah. and then you had the air force that was there for you too.
1: Yeah. And that weird, that weird theater.
0: Yeah. The, uh, the yeah. movie theater.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was like Saddam's old like speech place so that nobody's head was above his. And it was just.
0: Dude, weird to sit in. It was such a great time out in Balad. I know that sounds really weird for for people to hear that, but yeah, Balad was. Oh man, Camp Cupcake, dude. And then, uh, go ahead.
1: If you were there around that time as well, you remember that was like the first real Iraqi presidential election.
0: I don't remember the election. I got out there. It was I think October of '08. Um, And then we were there till July of nine.
1: Yeah. So like the beginning of 2009, they had the first presidential election. Hmm. To my
0: knowledge, it was the first
1: presidential election. And my unit was actually the one that pulled all the security for that AO on the, the ballot boxes and things.
0: That's pretty cool, man.
1: Yeah, until IDF strikes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I was busy doing my 5Ks to get my free T-shirts.
1: Yeah. So, funny story.
0: <laughs> There's always a good
1: headed, one. Headed up to Kuwait, or headed up to Iraq. We stopped in Kuwait, you know, to do the, the acclimation refit and get all your gear ready and all that stuff.
0: Where were you at in Kuwait? Uh, uh Camp Buring. Oh, yeah, Buring, the Dust Bowl. I the got Bowl. you. We're right, yeah. right over there by Virginia.
1: So they had a guitar hero tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah. In there, Kuwait. You, they had they had the man cave there. I, yes. think if you're, yes. I remember that one.
1: Yeah. So they had a guitar hero tournament and all of my buddies were like, Hey man, you've been playing guitar hero for a while. You love playing guitar hero. Like you're really good at it. You should enter. And I was like, I don't really want to, I got too much crap to do. And my, my chain of command was like, well, my NCO support channel was like, dude, you should totally do it. We have a little bit of time. It'll take maybe an hour. You'll just mop the floor with all these dudes, come back with like money or whatever. So I enter in this and it it goes pretty much all day. Like there was like a 100 people entered in this tournament. And I end up losing. So I got second place in the tournament because well, they was you ain't one,
0: first, you're last. Now. If you
1: ain't first, you're last. <laughs> but I end up placing second in this tournament. And they gave me like $150 green bean coffee.
0: That's a lot of green bean coffee. That's a lot
1: of green bean coffee, dude. So I bought coffee for the whole company. I don't care. Well, that's
0: nice because they had it up in Balad too. I know that was right by the, um, they had one was in H six and that's where we got to stay. And then there was another one right by the airstrip too. Yeah. So you guys were able to use it there. That's pretty sweet, man. That's a nice, nice little gift card.
1: Yeah, I thought it was super hilarious because, you know, in Gearing, they had the big projector screen that was like in the clam shell or whatever. Yeah. They actually put the finals. So it was me and one other dude put the finals up on that big projector. And so we were standing in front of the whole base pretty much playing. That's guitar pretty video. awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We, I remember because I was out there 08 to 09 and I wound up going back from 11 to 12 and i helped with the the, the the drawdown of iraq okay and then we wound up in uh we wound up in buren that's how i know more about kuwait because when i came back we wound up there and yeah we saw um so a country concert i can't think of their damn name now a lone star we lone saw star. a lone star there so yeah, yeah they had a couple of other concerts but i remember seeing lone star there that's that's pretty cool. And that's just how funny with MWR. That's how small the world is. We were there the same exact time, man. That's crazy. Actually, in
1: front of that Guitar Hero concert, I got a coin, like a challenge coin, from the Sergeant Major that was there.
0: Like that's the one awesome. that was
1: watching over Beering or whatever.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, Sergeant Major of the AOR. Yeah, yeah. Or wherever it is. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. Wow. So it is a small military now, man. Uh. hmm yeah, because I remember God, where where were we? we? We we uh do you remember when the I don't know if you'd remember because I was over in H six, uh, which was just across from the airstrip, right where the was that uh, those the,
1: double stacked buildings, the double stack shoes?
0: No, they're not double stacked. It was right across from um the terminal there. So there was the okay. air terminal, and just to across the street from it. That I know where you're talking about. That was a little bit closer to the uh, the big NEX. We were in an actual, it was like a gated community. It was where the Air Force was, like the younger groups of Air Force people so that none of you Army fuckers would get to them. Right. But uh, we were over in there, and I was at one of the smoke pits, and I actually got hit by a mortar while I was there. And it was just like the most random day. We are just like, you know, had to have been March, I was thinking. Because we were all relaxed because we'd been there for a while now. So when you hear the ding, 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 incoming, right. incoming, income, you're like, all right, yeah, well, I'll, I'll get uh, over to the, okay. to the thing there. I'll get over there. And then out of nowhere, it just, you just hear that. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, dad, man, that, that shit fucked me up really badly from that one.
1: So I guess it was about that time around March ish. We were actually leaving ballad like going back we got refit and come back
0: uh-huh.
1: and idf came in and there was one uxo that landed right by the gate and so they wouldn't let us leave and i had an lt i'm not gonna say his name because this is real stupid
0: <laughs> oh, that, that's, that's redundant You got gets, an LT that's so stupid.
1: real stupid like real stupid he gets out and walks over and he kicks around the uxo and he's like, it ain't going to go off. We can just move it ourselves. I'm like, uh-uh. Mm, no. that's, not, that's
0: not how this game works.
1: That's, nope. Dude, platoon sergeant came unglued on him. And just like knife, full, like full knife hand in battle rattle, yelling at his LT to get back in his truck. I'm cracking up. I'm the, I'm the LT's <laughs> driver for the day. I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to sit right here. Like, I,
0: <laughs> I'm in just, an
1: MRAP. It, that's the UXO. It, it,
0: it's times like that you ha- wish you had the camcorder going, just like watching them. <laughs> like, is right. this dude for real?
1: So this day gets even better as we're as we're getting out. We get called like, hey, you guys are in this vicinity. We need you to go over here. We got to report us some stuff. Like, all right, we'll go check it out. Well, we had told all of the soldiers and all everybody when we were getting our MRAPs, don't put your foot beside of the seat because if you if you're familiar with m there's that that button on the side of the seat that releases all the fire extinguisher gas. Yeah. Yep. So we're going, we go to this call, whatever it ends up being like three or four hours later, LT goes to get in his truck, which I'm in. <laughs> There's four dudes in the back. He's got his foot beside of the, the seat and he slams the door and his foot is in between the door and that button and just sets off that whole fire extinguisher for the whole truck. like. Not boom, good.
0: Not good. So yeah. nobody's able to breathe.
1: Talk about talk about watching a bunch of guys fall over themselves <laughs> trying to figure out where the oxygen is at. <laughs> so That's
0: we, insane. Oh, no.
1: And well, that stuff's connected to the Blue Force tracker. So so oh. when that when that fire extinguisher goes off, it lets um like a squadron for us know that something happened with that truck.
0: And now you're getting radioed.
1: And so we first start getting radioed. Everything we're like getting it all cleared up and all that stuff. We get back in and there's a the squadron commander standing, waiting for us to come back. In. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm just going to stay in this truck. I ain't going anywhere. Like, I don't want to be a part of that.
0: Albert and shit,
1: <laughs> dude. And that stuff comes out pink. And at the time we're in ACUs. What does pink Ooh. and ACUs do together? It's the, pink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you ain't hiding that. anywhere. That's hysterical. And then you dude, guys just want, go ahead
1: it was a fun deployment overall
0: i i i don't know what it was about Palad, man but it just it, it was a pretty decent place to be if you were deployed mm-hmm. to iraq man we'd get the um there's organizations they would donate golf clubs and golf balls Go and you, you are you in get, the air force what's that
1: so were you in the air force
0: navy but it was funny to find this shit because they would send you like actually good clubs and stuff so i was like well shit let's check this out <laughs> and we would find these clubs and we'd get the golf balls and everything we'd be seeing you know remember seeing the uh, the goats and well they they said they were cows but they looked like goats to me but apparently they but were yeah. cows the but we'd be out we would be out there knocking golf balls at these things seeing if we who can get closer or whatever to them but wow it, well, I mean, there was the, or they had the bird eradication program. Yep. You ever see that one? Yeah. That was fun. We'd have to go and see the striker guys, the guys who would take your guys, whatever fucked up pieces of striker and mail yeah. them out. We'd talk with them all the time, but they had like the high powered fucking BB guns. Yeah. They had nothing to do. They were out there for like eight straight years mm-hmm. of tax free dollars. And they're buying these high powered rifles with the, the extra scope. Thing. Wasn't that Raytheon that did that? I can't remember their names. I know there was, um they had them and then they had a couple of, like TCNs that worked for them. Yeah, and the yeah. TCNs were hysterical, them. but they were all out of their fucking minds. Oh, they yeah. were They're nuts. They'd been out there for so long. And then they'd go to like Thailand for vacation or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, we wound up there. There, were, there was the mortar. And then we had a small, Doing a doing a trip to uh, Iron Horse. And we did okay. a small trip there and we caught a little bit of firefight. But other than that, not really, nothing yeah. really wild or out of the ordinary. But we did get to hang out with the EOD guys, the Navy ones. Those um, dudes are nuts. Yeah. I keep trying to tell people. They're like, no, yeah. man, they're the elite. The, like-
1: <laughs> the only people that I think are crazier than those guys was we got to work with uh, the British EOD at one point. Now, the Navy EOD is crazy. And then there's the British EOD, which is like a whole different level of psychopath, Because they just don't care, right? They're like... It's it's "Ah." another layer. Right. They're like, "Ah, uh, we have a gun, we'll just blow it up. Like, what?
0: These goofballs, they found one of those uh, anti-aircraft guns out in the... um, Just wherever the hell they were. But it was like one of those old ones where you had to crank the seat back and
1: forth. Like the... uh, the Soviet dishka,
0: yeah, pretty much. And they're like, they they took the whole thing apart, they cleaned it up, and they got it to work. And they're like, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back stateside. And we're like, well, yeah, good luck. I shit you not. I was at um, where was I at? Over at um, on Coronado, NAB. That's where they're they were stationed out of.
1: Yeah, it's there. Nice.
0: They took the whole fucking thing apart. They put it in different shit so they can get it home. Right. And and they brought it back. And they brought it back, put it back together. But we were we were in there, they had their own little com- compound with all the T walls and everything like that. Mm. And they they told us, you know, they invite us over for barbecues because we're Navy, they're Navy. They're like, Yeah, man, come on over. Everybody's on like a first name basis. And they're barbecue. So we're hanging out, we're eating food. They're like, Yeah, man, we got a pet camel spider. I was like, I'm good. I already know where this is going. I don't want to fuck with some camel spiders. So they're like, no, 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 man. He's really cool. He's really cool. He's over in the corner over there where it's nice and shaded. So he likes to stay underneath it. But all you got to do is drop like a chicken leg or something like that. And he kind of comes out, he grabs the chicken leg and he just brings it back down. So me and my buddies were like, all right, let's go check this out. So we go over there and one of the guys throws like a piece of bread down. He said, no, 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 man. You got to throw like a piece of meat. Like if you got a rib or a piece of chicken, throw that yeah. down. on like, all right. So we throw that down. You guys threw it too far. <laughs> and we could see him laughing. We're like, something's going to happen, man. That's not going to be good. Like you got to kick it closer. And we're like, all right. So we start kicking it closer. Out of nowhere, we see something just like drop in front of us. It looked like a rock. And out of nowhere, flashbang goes off. We're like, oh, fuck. Oh, and all the EOD guys are like dying. laughing. like, ah, they got him. We got him. We're like, what the That's fuck funny. is wrong with you? Like, That's oh. funny. I'm like, what the fuck? They could mess up. Like, You'll be fine. It's a fucking flashbang. My if
1: you were in the military from 2003 to 2015
0: and have experienced any <laughs> loss, loss, you may be off. entitled
1: to compensation.
0: <laughs> yep. <This> stupid commercial. <laughs> oh, man. So, you know... So,
1: In Iraq, it's super dark, right? Because we're trying to not like light up bases all the time and stuff. Yeah. So we had a couple cats get on to Cop Orion. And one of the NCOs, he's an E6, he had just got back in the military, got deployed with us, whatever. He was definitely not in weight and tape (laughs) regs. I'm just going to say that. So we've been put in in charge of like trying to round up these cats, get them off. Of the cop and like somehow keep him out. To me, that's like, I gotta shoot a cat. That's because they're <laughs> not gonna leave. And so he's walking in the dark, no night vision, no flashlight, no battle buddy.
0: Ah, oh, jeez.
1: Did he have his reflector belt on? Yeah, yeah. That's how I saw him.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> From his shoe to the showers. And this cat jumps out, like, meow, out of the fucking T wall. Like, out, you know how they have the little forklift squares? Yeah. jumps out from under there at him. Dude turns like a sharp 90 degrees and starts to run. Now, mind you, he has no nods and no flashlight. So there's a little half T wall that's about just that <laughs> waist height. He slams into that thing, flips head over heels, face plants under <laughs> the ground and slides for like, I don't know, six feet. <laughs> I... I am coming out of the showers with my flashlight dying. Just (laughs) hilarious. I holler at one of the other NCOs. I holler for a medic. They're all running up. They're like, what happened? I'm like, y'all got to go check on Sarn over here.
0: As you're (laughs) trying to catch your breath from laughing. Bro,
1: I got smoked. I just got out of the shower. I got smoked for like 45 minutes for laughing at this NCO (laughs) who had just busted his face.
0: That's fantastic,
1: dude. It was totally worth it. I would do it again. <laughs> it was
0: <laughs> totally worth it. When did you wind up finishing up your tour? Well, I know you got back in 2010. You said about July. What time? When did you finish up with the army?
1: Uh, when I finished up in the army, my actual retirement date is July 21st,
0: 2013. July 21st, 2013. Um, I got you. And, and so overall, that's six years you're saying,
1: just about it was like. Something around like six years, 90 days, something like that. Gotcha. Ridiculous.
0: What have you been doing since? Um,
1: Everything. <laughs> so Uh-oh. I got out. I worked as a sheet metal fabricator for a while. Had a couple of different jobs. Was a manager at an Arby's, which took an Arby's from like the bottom of the barrel all the way up to like the number one Arby's in the state of Indiana in like a year and a half.
0: It was pretty awesome
1: because I fired everyone that sucked.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> for real, like if only,
1: right? Oh, you don't. Oh, you don't want to wear black pants? You want to try and pull a navy blue on me? Okay, that's a write up. <laughs> oh, you, that's
0: a technical foul.
1: Oh, you don't want to wear non-slick shoes with bright pink socks that are on the outside of your leggings that aren't approved anyway? Okay, I got you.
0: You're okay. that guy, huh?
1: I am. I'm that guy. But nice. I took the store from like bottom, like bottom tier, like one star rating to a five star rating in just under a year and a half.
0: But you guys have the meats. That's what's important.
1: So we have the meats, but Love nobody it. wants to have the meats if the meats got a daggone fingernail in them, like a plastic fingernail.
0: What what's it in uh, down Periscope? Today, there's a Band-Aid in my soup. Yesterday, there was a fingernail. The Band-Aid was holding the fingernail on, sir. (laughs) Yep. Um, Oh, man.
1: So I did Uh, that for a while. Um, Been a manager at a couple of different places. And then uh, two years ago, two and a half years ago, I started playing video games. uh, Semi-professionally and then had a couple of pro appearances. And have been doing that ever since
0: now. I I've never been, I've never been a video game guy. I get into the, I think they're called first person shooters. So like yeah. uh, Bethesda shit like that. I love Bethesda fallout Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what I get into. You're into the, uh, the shoot ups. You get into the COD, right? Um, yeah. So
1: I, I actually still play COD in a lot of tournaments and stuff like that.
0: That's, and you were saying this tournament that you were in, uh, the twitch and i'm i'm sorry i'm i'm really not good at this that uh, the the gaming world So i oriented. got
1: invited to september of 2019 out to twitch rivals which is a huge tournament it's like so it's at twitchcon it's a huge gaming convention uh live streaming convention all that stuff uh, so i actually got invited out to play fortnite which i had like 5 minutes of game time in the whole life of the game. I have five minutes of play time. Got invited out to that tournament and we placed 30th. So we placed top 30, which would be and that's out of how many? God, I don't even know how many teams was there. But okay. that's like that's like national final tier
0: level. I Man, it's still killer. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I don't even know what it is, but it sounds it, I, re- I remember like <laughs> I said before, when, when we left Iraq in 2012 and we came down to Kuwait, I wound up getting myself a PlayStation three. I know this is dating myself, but one of the, the games that came with it was the black ops call of duty. Yeah. And I, I thought to myself, like I'm military. I can't wait to play this game. I was like any other and knucklehead get wrecked. And well, no, I was actually doing just fine. <laughs> I was, I was doing just fine. It's not like it's an online game or anything where everybody else is already good and spends thousands of dollars and buys online shit. I was, yeah. I was just going along with the storyline oh, and gotcha, then, gotcha. you know what? I'm just bored with this. I'm I'm not getting, I, I don't like doing the storyline shit. I like to wander around. Like I said, I like to do the, the fallout, the, uh, the right. Skyrim. just do random shit. Well, the guys that I were with, were in the, the, what is it? Like the 12 man tent, but there was only like six of us. We yep. reappropriated a TV from our compound and nice. it wound up since I was the only guy that had a playstation they put it in my little living area and they're like do you mind if we play I was like you yeah, so guys just go ahead and fucking play whenever you want just don't play while I'm sleeping that's all I ask right so they get into the call of duty and they get this uh, like a zombie mode or something like that yes where- <laughs> your face right there shows how intense this shit would get these guys would be playing day and night the zombie mm-hmm. mode I was coming back from the gym or chow or whatever it was at one point, and I could hear them playing this shit outside the tent, and I could hear them yelling at each other, go do this, get the monkey, throw the monkey, you got to throw the monkey, get the grenades, throw the grenades, and I'm just sitting there like, oh, I'm going to scare the fuck out of them, so I just lean into the tent, I'm like, and I could just hear, nice, because we always kept the lights off inside the tent. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'd go back. I went back in there and what the two of them are like death staring me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? We're at like level 56, man. I'm like, what? The, I don't know what you're saying right now.
1: So in, but- in black ops one, which would have been about that time, there's a map called Kino der Toten, And it's like an old hospital, whatever. And I could run that map to like level close to 200 by myself jesus and then right and then i got a bunch of army buddies that could do about the same thing and so we're at like level 500 and we're just we're just massacring everything like there's so many zombies on the map it actually makes the game start to like slow down
0: like i was gonna say does it is it more zombies and they go faster what is it that so it,
1: it there's more like zombies the
0: same over and over
1: So you kind of do the same thing over and over, but there's more zombies that get more aggressive. There are special zombies that have like special powers that you can't kill with anything, but like knives, like throwing knives or (laughs) grenades, or you just got to dump like all your ammunition into them, which is my preferred method. Just dump all the ammunition, go buy more, whatever. But yeah, so like at that high of a level, it starts on the old ones. It would slow the game down. Like you'd start seeing like frame lag and like walls oh, wow. wouldn't render and like you'd be walking downstairs but there's no stairs it's just air
0: <laughs> it's just breaking down huh
1: yeah it's just starting to break the game down
0: i got you yeah man that's i i have yet to meet anybody who's done this you're the first person i've ever met that done the video games professionally. i think it's pretty cool it's the way the future it's a lot of work. Like, i would imagine so i mean you have to actually look into games and break it down i mean it's it's like a whole industry, like a money industry, yeah. to this. Now people are playing online, and people are paying to watch it.
1: And there's actually there's actually a uh, military oriented, specifically, uh, gaming league called Military Gaming League MGL.
0: I didn't know that. Uh,
1: that I'm a part of. It's guys from all over, like mil- like Marine Corps, Navy, Army, Air Force. Coast Guard's not in it because they're not a real branch.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> What about the Space Force? Are they invited yet? No. <laughs> they're no. not invited to the bar. They're not a
1: real branch either. <laughs> okay, I can prove, I can honestly prove that the that Coast Guard's not a real branch.
0: I would love to hear this.
1: Okay, so you remember the government shutdown that was about eight months ago? Okay. DOD got paid, right? All right. Department of Homeland Defense did not get paid.
0: I thought they're the Department of Transportation.
1: No, so they're actually a part of The Department of Homeland Defense. Home Defense. Well, except during a time of war. No, they're always part of the
0: Homeland Defense. I'm pretty sure that that changes during a time of war. I'm absolutely However, in my mind, the way that I put it is I think they are. This is me. So if you look back to 1910, (laughs) when the the Coast Guard was originally put together, and I'm not. I fuck with Coasties all the time. I love to mess with them. But um, in all honesty, it was two different entities that were put together to be to yes. formed the Coast Guard. Yep. And the original entity was formed before any other branch. So they're yeah. kind of technically the oldest but they're branch. They're still not a branch. They're still not the military. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: They didn't get paid when I, I, the government shut down, so they don't count.
0: They uh they had they were out there uh in Balad with us, and there was a first, he was an E6. This guy like was twenty one. I was, I think, twenty five at the time. I you know, get right?
1: To be an E six at twenty one.
0: Like, so what do you they, know at
1: twenty one? Nothing. <laughs>
0: it's so with you guys, and I don't know specifics on how the army does it. In the navy, we have rates instead of MOSs, right. and it's depending on how many open just openings that they have in that specific job. If you'll advance, right? So say. You have just, he, he was an operation specialist. I know that sounds really cool in any other branch of the military, but all you are is an OS and you're looking at this screen that just goes like this and it yeah. shows you stuff where, where things are. That's about it. So right. they they had a lot of openings at the time. So he just tested and kept making rank really fast. That's it. That's, That's all, it, all it takes. Oh, it pisses me off. Cause I suck at test. I'm a fucking moron. I can't take a test of should have been life. infantry.
1: <laughs> I tell my wife all the time, there's only two types of infantry soldiers, right? There's guys that are really super smart and just want to do nothing.
0: <laughs> right? And swear.
1: then there's guys that are really, really stupid who can't do anything else.
0: They could kill. I mean, there's that.
1: I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't. I've had, I literally have had a soldier when I was at, at, uh, 2nd Brigade, or 2nd Infantry Division. And he could not tie his own shoes.
0: Man. Bro. You give him the Velcro with the zippers on the side.
1: Hell no. I would <laughs> teach him. I tried to teach him every day for like a month. Here's how you tie how your you shoes. Okay, so here's the thing about this kid. Right? He is 18 years old, could not tie his own shoes. I had to literally, like, help him brush his teeth. But I handed him a 249 saw one time. I was like, hey, can you break this down and clean it? And before I could get turned around, that saw was in pieces. No shit. And I was like, okay, put that back together. I'm like,
0: ah. Why did you put that together so fast? Because you told me. <laughs> <you'd> <laughs> right.
1: Real- I'm like, so there's your skill set. You. Okay. So then end up taking him to a range. And we're at an M4 range. We're shooting the paper targets. Right. Mm-hmm. This kid drills 40 out of 40.
0: No shit. And I'm like,
1: that's gotta be a fluke. Right? Like, no, no moron shoots that well. So I like I go you over and I mind? mess with this. I go over and mess with this sights a bit. And I'm like, hey, you might want to go check your zero. He goes over to the zero range, nine rounds, completely zero, goes back 40 out of 40 again. And I'm like, God damn. And you can't tie your shoes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like Seems about right.
1: All right. He is from northern Alabama.
0: Yeah, it sounds about right.
1: Yeah, and I'm like,
0: that's your, where your, your, Trump is from. your
1: aunt is your mother.
0: Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> we do not approve this message. This no, this does not reflect on Article 15's. That, that does not re-
1: that does not reflect on Article 15 podcast. That's a personal opinion. No, <laughs> I like the kid was a cool kid. Like he was real down to earth. Just,
0: was he the type of guy that takes his chew out, put it back in the tin, swirls it around, throws in a new one?
1: Oh, no, no. He was a straight up red man in the, like, in his. Oh, cheek. the chaw. Bro, I. Oh, and he, he didn't spit. He just. I don't know how they do it, man. He was like, it's not field sanitary. I'm like, that's not, not sanitary field- on your guts.
0: <laughs>
1: Bro, you can't <laughs> just be. Oh, Hurr, Hurr, I can't know. <laughs> Like here's a bottle. Spit that junk out. He's like, I can't.
0: That's okay. for peeing,
1: <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: Like, blah. so you came back, man. You've been doing. Uh, you did the sheet metal. You did the Arby's. You got the meats. You're doing the video game now, man. It sounds like a dream life, bro. Hanging out, playing video games. What's yeah. the catch? 20, what's the catch here, bro? So in
1: 2012, and here's where the story really, like, takes a noves dive. Yeah. In 2012, I went in for airborne physical and found out that I'd had uh, roughly 12 heart attacks wow. in the, in the line of duty. Yeah. So here, I'll move my microphone out of the way. Check this out.
0: For anybody who doesn't know, we just got a titty shot. Woo.
1: So I have a perforated line with scissors on my chest. Wow. That covers up my heart surgery scar. <clears throat> so had a full collapsed aortic valve preparations in, in all my chambers and, and a couple of the other areas. No clogging in my arteries. No no issues anywhere. Um, <clears throat> and so after about a six-month fight, give or take, I was deemed unfit for service because now I'm on blood thinners. And yeah. I quote, if you get shot, you could die. <laughs> this, is,
0: this is the military... Bro,
1: I mean, I you can't make it. that shit up.
0: <laughs> I can, I can understand though, like because you're on the thinners. If you like get right. nicked or even like a, a shot to the arm, now and there
1: was my argument. Right? Is like I have tourniquets.
0: You guys, I can, so I can tourniquet anything.
1: Like like, I can tourniquet anything but the torso and your head. And I'm if sure, I don't like you, I can are... tourniquet your head. That's what
0: to say. <laughs> so that wound up pushing you out of the army, man. How how is how has that been resonating with you since? Um,
1: so I mean, I lost everything, dude. Like,
0: yeah, I couldn't that imagine that.
1: I had been preparing. So I have two uncles that were SF. One was when he got out at E eight, and the other one was a sergeant major when he got out. My uncle Bill did thirty five years in the military, Jesus. Like, as a as a SF guy. Like he was just that guy. Yeah, he was SF for most of his career, and then his last. 10 years or so, he went and was a police dog trainer. And you know, I I was groomed by them. I was groomed by my grandfathers, who one of which was my great grandfather, he was actually in World War II. Good lord. And so coming from that background, I have two cousins that were Navy SEALs, one cousin that was Army Ranger, like when Iraq and Afghanistan like first popped off, like jumping into Afghanistan and hiding in dumpsters and junk. Yeah. So from the time I was like seven years old, that's what I was groomed to do. Gotcha. And I, I say groomed. It was what I wanted to do.
0: I mean, you, you, they, you're part of that, that crew that you're like, I this is right. this is This, this is, is it.
1: Life. And so being in the military, I tried to be the best that I could be. I got to do everything I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted to become a sniper. I did that. I was on a sniper team, loved every minute of it. All I wanted to do was lay real still, pee my pants and shoot long guns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> For those who don't know, they really do that. We they really do life. that.
1: We we really absolutely do that. When I was a private and I first got put on a team, they made me lay on a porch and they're like, you can go home when you pee your pants. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> Peeing your pants is the coolest. Dude, but do you know how hard it is the first time? Like to mentally unfuck yourself to like actually do that. I, I it's I, it's like there's like a trigger. Like you're laying there, you're like, I can't do this. It's not I gonna. Still, it's not gonna I still
0: happen. Won't do it. Still won't yeah. do it. Not today, I won't. Oh, today, today
1: I'll walk outside and just fuck it. <laughs> Don't even care. Like I'm in the civilian world now, and I'll still do it.
0: So <laughs> now, has this? obviously, this is all military related. The the heart attacks and everything like that. Yeah. Have you made your claim at the VA?
1: Oh, yeah, I'm so... That was another fight. That was... Yeah. So the VA initially, after all was said and done, they want to give me 40%. Jesus. I was like, excuse me? They're like, yeah, well, we can't judge that your back is actually part of your claim. I'm like, time out. I was with the 25th Infantry Division, which is light infantry. They're like, yeah, it's light. I'm like...
0: That's not how this works.
1: That just means we don't have vehicles. We carry everything. And so, you know, we, we went through all that. And I, I finally told you, I was like, look, man, you ever seen somebody live without 40% of a heart or live with 40% of a heart? He was like, no, I'm like, so let's fix this. Got an attorney through the American Legion and and all that stuff. Guy did everything for me pro bono.
0: That's awesome.
1: So I'm now at 90%.
0: That's good stuff, man. Cause are you going to, are you going to stay with 90 or are you going for the hundred?
1: I've been kind of worried about going to a hundred, honestly, because a lot of people have told me like, if you try and fight for a hundred, they could take you down.
0: I don't know about Um, that. I'm worried because I know guys like you need to do stuff, you know? And I mean, I've only known you for so long, but you like to do things. You like to be able to work if you need to. And I know with going a hundred percent, it's hard to find work. You're pretty much just going to sit there and say, hi, welcome to Walmart. I love you.
1: Right. Well, I mean, right now I bartend part-time. That's pretty fun. Dude, it's a blast. Some Dealing of the speaking speaking of TikTok, that's the thing that I have actually gotten permission to do by some of my patrons is like use their conversations in recreations on TikTok.
0: Check these out. So
1: so those are coming up soon because drunk people yes have have the funniest conversations in the entire world, especially when you're a sober bartender cuz being on Being on blood thinners, I haven't drank since I had surgery. So 2012.
0: That's terrible.
1: I mean, it is what it is.
0: But you get to watch the world like this. Yeah. Have you found any other issues besides the VA? Have you had any other bad dreams, nightmares, type of stuff like Um, that?
1: So I have nightmares. I have a lot of dreams that turn into nightmares, which is kind of weird. Like
0: how's that what do you mean by that?
1: Like I can have a dream that I'm walking through my house, right? And no. everything's fine. And I like step out the front door and I'm in Iraq. No shit. Like, Hmm. That's not okay. When I was put on Ambien, I slept walk a lot. So
0: I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I just found out that I walk. Yeah. I didn't know if this. you're on
1: Ambien, uh, it could be that.
0: I'm not on Ambien. I, I think from what I understand, it's the alcohol. I wound up uh, drinking uh, not too long ago. And my wife was telling me, she's like, yeah, you you were up feeling the wall and you told me to shut the fuck up. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't normally talk like that. To, and I wouldn't talk like that to my wife. So she was like, there was something really off about you. So, yeah, I, it, it, it scared the shit out of her.
1: Right. But, you know, I have some real hypervigilance issues. Like when we're in in rooms and stuff or like go out to eat or whatever it. I've gotten it more under control now. But it still like irks me that there's glass everywhere, like yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and even at the VA hospital there, there, there's glass everywhere. Yeah. And it, it sucks. And then to go into mental health at the VA and they're like, Hey, you got an appointment that's like four months out. Okay. You're not helping me now.
0: Yeah The, uh, the hypervigilance, I, I keep finding more and more people seem to have that than, than I had thought. So I started seeing a mental health professional uh, through an organization called the Headstrong Project. Pretty much all they do is it's a non for profit They get you, the veteran, the mental health that they need. They also do family counseling to help the family members understand what's going on. But uh, I started seeing this woman and she's like, yeah, you would definitely have a hypervigilance. I was like, what is hypervigilance? And she's like, you're like notice a lot more things than anybody else. I was like, well, cause on the outside, besides the reserve thing, I was like, I'm a cop. So well, yeah. yeah, I'm huh. going to notice things. She's like, no, you notice everything. Like I'm hearing e- air brakes off of a truck on the E way. And it still gets me to at least look that way. And right. she's like, I didn't even, I, she's like, I'm not even paying attention. And She was a Chicago copper. She yeah, was yeah. part of the, um, not to, to say the suicide squad, but she would go in when there was a suicide call. So yeah. she would be part of the suicide squad type of deal. Right. So it was like one of those things where she would tell me, I'm like, well, yeah, doesn't everybody else kind of like not want to sit by the door? And
1: <laughs> right, it,
0: she's like, no, normal people don't have a problem with finding a seat right away when they get into a restaurant. Right. Normal people don't look at people's license plates. Normal people don't do, you know, make sure that they see people's faces or where, what they're dressed like in the, and don't memorize whatever. all
1: the colors of every single car in the parking lot.
0: You know what I mean? They don't <laughs> do these things. I was like, yeah. Oh, so,
1: so luckily I've got a wife now that, that is really understanding about all That's that. And she's like, Hey, where do you want to sit? I'm like, yeah, I would like to sit over there. She's like, but it's really close to this. And I'm like, I got that. I'm like, but here's all the points of cover that we have if some <laughs> shit goes down. And She's like, my I wife, never would have saw that.
0: <laughs> my wife is the same exact way, man. She's been pretty awesome about some stuff. It's yeah. good to have somebody in your corner.
1: But she thinks it's really funny that I just like see things for no reason. Like, I mean, dealing with hypervigilance, you just you see stuff like yeah, I'm like, hey, did you see that car? Like how the back of it was jacked up? She's like, what car? it was just beside of us like
0: it's right there it's there too and it's funny because i can recite what somebody's wearing who just went to the bathroom and my wife is like oblivious to it and it's wild to have to deal with that type of stuff man and it it keeps your mind going that's the bad part you know and if something actually does happen you're like why didn't i say anything why didn't i do anything why didn't i get involved why didn't i do all this stuff yep and it, it, it becomes a haunting type of deal
1: well and then on the other hand you know with with all of that the va dude and this is what i accredit the route the route bush va center up here in indianapolis it's like one of the best things that they have going for them they really do have a very helpful staff
0: That's good. You know what, man? This so not to cut you off. Whenever I hear about a good VA or anything like that, I want to give a complete shout out, blast out, whatever the fuck they call it nowadays. So please, this is your time. Talk about them. Let them know that they are doing an amazing job.
1: Yeah. So the Bush VA up here, it's uh it's on the west side of Indianapolis. They're fantastic. Like their staff is fantastic. They're just understaffed, right? Because there's so many veterans. There's so many of us that are coming back from war that are are still alive from like Korea and Vietnam. And I love sitting and talking to those guys, by the way, because they're some of the coolest people ever. Yeah. But them being understaffed is not really, really helpful <clears throat> to them. But they try and make it work as best they can. Yeah. And their diagnosis on some things is like, lightning fast and they don't try and push meds on veterans. That's good. Which is really super amazing. Cause you know, they would put me or you or anybody with hypervigilance, usually on some kind of anti-anxiety medication. It yeah. just turns yeah. us into zombies. And my mental health provider here was like, well, there's probably some other underlying issues that you don't even notice. And she mm-hmm. actually diagnosed me with ADHD and uh, a couple other little things and the ADHD uh, she put me on Adderall. It it actually makes my brain like even out and helps so much with the hypervigilance it helps me calm everything down so that I can actually kind of function normally. And she was like, now we might not ever have to put you on anti-anxiety meds that'll turn you into a non-feeling zombie. Yeah. Cause you have this and I'm on a very, very low dose, like the lowest dose you could ever imagine for, for ADHD medication. But
0: <laughs> but it beats that that anti-anxiety medication that it puts you into like a sleep mode.
1: Yeah. Puts you into like a walking coma.
0: Yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Have you wound up, do you have any like uh, non-for-profits that you've been working with at all or anything like that?
1: So the computer I'm actually using right now, was a gift from a non-for-profit. They're actually okay. a, a non-profit completely. Like they don't make any money off of anything. Called Shellback Tech.
0: Shellback Tech.
1: Yeah. So like a shellback in the Navy. I don't know. he told me it yeah. is. Yeah. 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 That's oh, so, when
0: you cross the equator.
1: There you go. That's what it is.
0: <laughs> sure. We we we. So we hold a big ceremony and everything like that. You, yeah. You start off as a polywog, which is the lowest of the lowest of the lowest of the sea life. And when you cross the equator, you become a shellback.
1: Sounds like you're if talking you, about Pokemon.
0: You, you, you,
1: you evolve. You evolve into... Great. polywog become,
0: has evolved into a shellback. <laughs> you could become a golden shellback, oh which God. is the next level. But uh, to become a golden shellback, basically what you do is the... Just uh, go back interna- across the equator? No, it's the International date. <laughs> the international timeline okay yeah and and the equator at the same exact time oh so that's how you become a golden shell back okay so it's funny though because you can like say if you go to boot camp in the navy whatever and you have your um your your drill instructor right and you yeah. wind up running into them out on the ship and they never crossed the equator before but you have now Oh, you get to drill the shit out of them on that day. T- well, it used to be really fun, but they it, it yeah. kind of cut back on the hazing a little bit more and more. So um, you don't get to evolve as 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 well. The, focus, the <laughs> right. trainers are not as good as they used to be. But yeah, that's so, awesome. And this uh, Shellback, uh, yeah, the Shellback. What was it called? Shellback. Shellback Tech. Tech. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So he builds computers for veterans that are like extremely custom built. So I play a lot of Borderlands. And that's a whole different section of my story. Like that game saved my life.
0: I've heard great stories about Borderlands. To be really
1: perfectly honest, you know, after I lost everything in the military and was getting out and, you know, getting pushed, pushed around like they do when you're med boarding. Yeah. One of my buddies bought me Borderlands 2 and he sat with me every day and played Borderlands 2. And I've got like 22,000 hours in that game.
0: That's a lot of hours.
1: It's like seven years worth of game time.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah, that's all I did every day. I would go to work, get home, do that.
0: One of my brothers was explaining this game to me. He was telling me how he, as you guys go through it and you find like certain bad guys, you're able to name them what you want to. And he named one of them like boner farts. So they would have to yell out, here comes the boner farts. Yep we have to combat i'm like yep why would you allow people like it's hilarious
1: (laughs) and so my computer my my pc that was from shellback tech was it's all borderlands themed that's awesome so like my favorite character is gauge who is a chick character that plays that she like controls robots and stuff and it's got her silhouette across the front it's got my username on the top it's got like a big dagger because my username was nerf rogue. And I had like daggers that would like come in the size of the screen and, and do stuff. That's like, really on cool, my man. And, stuff. and dude, this computer is like, pfft, wow. Like no kidding. it can bro internal hardware on it. I would say is around like, even with all the new stuff that just came out, I've had this computer almost a year and a half, even with all the new stuff that's came out, I would say internally, it's probably like a $4,000 computer.
0: That's a very expensive computer.
1: That's just for the internals, like the case and all of that is still extremely expensive. That's this chair wild. that I'm sitting in and the desk that I'm using, like everything.
0: That's all from them?
1: That's all from them.
0: That's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. I know a lot more guys are getting into games. A lot more guys are getting into the gaming. The I mean, not just the, the PlayStation or anything like that, but the PC. Yeah, that's becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. The more that, and especially now with the pandemic and everything that was going on, yeah. that's huge, man. I mean, if that that was your livelihood, so that I mean that that's that's killer, me. Yeah, I, I, this is the first I'm hearing about this organization. Where are they out of?
1: Uh, so they're actually out of uh, North Dakota.
0: Nice. Yeah,
1: something is like Sioux, not much Sioux Falls or something like that.
0: Sioux Falls, uh, uh, North Dakota. I got you. Yeah, that's that's killer because I mean, I've come across a lot of other ones. You know, there's always the outdoor groups, which is really awesome, right? They got the um, Tackle 22 Fishing, there's Wall Anglers, there's Battle Buddy Response Team, which they yeah. go to the people's houses and they help the veteran out, whether it's yeah. doing contract work on their house or whatever. I've heard of people coming out and doing sports with the people, people coming out, you know, veterans, all these different veterans. This is the first one I've heard that it's not to say politically correct, but they're very PC, as in the computers. Yeah, the
1: computers. So what's really cool about them is it's it's not only veterans, but it's also firefighters and Leos. Oh, awesome. And it's on a referral basis. So like I could I referred somebody to them that will eventually get a computer. I think he's like three months out or four months out now, but he was a Leo and he was a member of a SWAT team. He was SWAT medic and he actually got his hand blown off with a shotgun. Fuck. Yeah. And so lead poisoning, which is a very real thing when you get your hand blown off. (laughs) Apparently.
0: Apparently he
1: went septic, had lead poisoning, all kinds of other stuff uh, before they could even get him to the hospital. And it attacked his nervous system. He's paralyzed and like, he's got a slew of other issues going on. That's
0: fucking rough.
1: So the computer that they're going to be making for him also has all of the attachments for it that are accessibility stuff for him. So like, awesome. he likes to play Rocket League. So I'm going to assume the build is going to have something to do with Rocket League as the, like the theme. Uh-huh. But, and like Rocket League and Police... And then it'll have all of his accessibility attachments so that he can use his nub to play video games.
0: That's pretty fucking awesome, man. Yeah. That, 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 that is seriously, that's, that's beautiful. Cause there is, and you know, as I'm in the military getting older and shit, there was, well, when I first got in, it was Xbox and I think PlayStation, PlayStation two were like the, the, the cool, the big things
1: that oh, you is, really are old.
0: Yeah, no, it's It's not getting any better either. Um, but Xbox, I remember uh, Halo was the big thing. everybody, and then you could buy the the Xbox would come in a case so you can play wherever the hell you wanted. And then it just it just <coughs> continued to evolve. and these guys got into more and more video games the longer that I've been in. And I mean, this is this is the new wave, and I think that's a beautiful thing. if If you're a gamer, you're a fucking gamer. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what you love to do. Own it, that's fantastic, and I'm I'm happy to hear about these guys. I'm gonna get, I want to make sure that I get their information from you if you can email yeah. that. To me, I'll make sure that I put it down in the information for this podcast. But man, I, I, I'm we're gonna be cutting it here, brother. This has been fantastic, very enlightening. I'm um, I'm I'm proud that I was in Iraq the same time as you, dude. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to have you on here, man. I'm glad you are able to tell your tale. If you need anything, you know you can reach out to me. I'm always down to shoot the shit and I'm and, I'm know, right likewise. over the, I'm in the Chicagoland area, dude. Yeah, so, I'm just right down the street. It's like 3 hours. But I'm going to Indianapolis. That's, that's a lot of cornfields to get it's through. It's
1: so much better
0: than Chicago, bro. I've been there. It's not. No, I'm it not going. Is. No, you don't have to come to Chicago. We don't I'm have
1: in we don't have lasagnas that we call pizza.
0: I don't do that pizza. That's not good. <laughs> I do the I do the thin crust. That's where I'm at, man. I'm a Southsider. But again, man, Sard, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate you tons. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, it, thank you for and, having me. And uh if you need anything else, man, let me know. If you had one last piece of information for anybody who's in and gonna be getting out, or if there's some guys that are out there that you just that you, you know, you've gone through your time after you got out and you've had to deal with your, your spell on the outside. What is the best information you can give them?
1: Don't be afraid to reach out to someone because climbing out of a, a muddy pit by yourself is very rare to happen and doesn't usually work out well for the person at the bottom. And your brothers and your sisters are there to throw down a rope, throw down a ladder Reach out a hand. You know, we've all made we've all made buddy ladders at some time, climbing up that 12-foot wall at an obstacle course. We're there for each other. Don't be afraid to reach out. It doesn't make you weak to cry. It doesn't make you weak because you ask for help. The most courageous person is the one that realizes there's a problem, seeks out a way to fix that problem, and asks for help where they can't help themselves. So don't be part of that statistic be part of someone else's solution later on
0: that's beautiful man that's it then that, that's that's exactly what everybody else has put don't be afraid to ask for help man and i appreciate your words brother but we're gonna be cutting it here so you have a good one man if you need me you got my you got my info yes sir all right brother you have a good night you do